Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is your favorite biopic? You know, movies about biography. No. Biology? No. It means, you know, movies about famous people. What's your favorite movie about a famous person? 651-641-1071. That's the question we're asking in this, the third hour of our show here on a Friday, April 16th, 2021. We're in the future, you guys. We made it. It's now. Holly. Yes. Why are we asking our audience members, by the way, to call us at 651-641-1071 to tell us the name of their favorite uh, biographical movie? Well, there are a couple of biographical movie stories in headlines today, and that got me thinking... Well, geez, let's crowdsource some really good biopics. It's the weekend. We might be hanging out, need something to watch. Well, one of these stories is that the Gucci family is really mad at the movie House of Gucci that's being filmed right now. Yeah, what what is this where does this all stem from? I mean, is it a a distaste of Lady Gaga, Adam Driver specifically or the 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 stories that they're choosing to tell? Like what what are they particularly aggrieved by well patrizia gucci who's the great grandchild of guccio gucci yes that was the real guccio name gucci that was the real name of the guy oh my god that is kind of gucci. awesome right well she Couldn't says you, uh, sorry really okay, quickly yeah. i digress it's friday allow me the <laughs> yeah. pleasure the floor is don't yours. you just want to walk into a room you know like presenting guccio gucci <laughs> well somebody had that honor at right. some point in history to do that. Well, Patricia is talking about the movie, and she says, I speak on behalf of the family that they're stealing the identity of a family to make a profit, to increase the income of the Hollywood system. She says, our family has an identity, privacy. We can talk about everything, but there is a borderline that cannot be crossed. This is so Italian. Yeah. Like, we can do this. Yes. And we can make billions off of our name. And Patri- but you can't. And, she, and also, Patrizia does not like the casting that's happening in oh, the House of now, Gucci. Now we're getting somewhere. So she's given some notes to Ridley Scott and the folks who are making this movie. She said her grandfather was very handsome, but he's being played by Al Pacino, who's not okay, very so tall she's... and shows him as fat. Is that what she said? Yeah. She called short and fat. Essentially, yes. She said he's being played by Al Pacino, who's not very tall already. And this photo shows him as fat, short with sideburns, really ugly. Shameful. Because Poor he doesn't... Al Pacino. I know. What did Al Pacino do? He's just showing up for a gig, doing a job. Anyway, so there's controversy on the set of House of Gucci. Well, not on the set, but of the perception of the set of House of Gucci. But then I just wanted to be like, well, let's just source some good biopics. Yeah. All right. So 651-641-1071. Uh, do you have a favorite biopic? And Grant, I have not been looking at your face, so please tell me if we've got... Oh, looks like we had one person on the line. Who do we got, Grant? We have Karen. Karen is on the line. All right, Karen, uh, what's your favorite biopic? Right now, my favorite biopic is not... a actually about one specific person it's called amend 
Okay. Oh, tell us about it. And it's about the 14th Amendment. Oh, okay. And all the personalities, and you do get a great historical background on them that had anything to do with the 14th Amendment. Okay, where can we watch this? On Netflix. Is this a docu-series or just a, a documentary or a fictional movie? What's up with that? I call it a docu-series. Okay. Yeah, it looks... And I don't believe it's that many. I'm at about four. I think it's only about five. But it goes from the reason why you want to hear about the 14th Amendment all the way through the women's movement and how it affected. And it's a really, really, really gripping program. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Karen. Yeah, thank you, Karen, for sharing uh, that with us. It is on Netflix. I'm looking at it. Amend, The Fight for America. Will Smith hosts this look at the evolving, often lethal fight for equal rights in America through the lens of the U.S. Constitution's 14th Amendment. All right. That's wonderful. All right. Grant, who else do we have on the phone? We have Megan with us. Megan is on the line. Megan, what's your favorite biopic? Hello. Hello. This is a great, a great series. Um, I am partial to uh, the R, the B, the G. So on the basis of sex is one of my favorite ones. Yes, that is the one about Ruth Bader Ginsburg starring Felicity yep. Jones, right? Yep, it's amazing. All right, thank you. Holly, have you seen yeah. that one? I have not seen that one. All right. No. The yeah. 14th, or not the 14th. On the basis of On sex. On the basis of sex. Uh, about, and that, is that the one about the sort of early years of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grant, uh, who else do we have on the phone? We have Todd on the phone with us. All right. Hey, Todd, what's your favorite biopic? The People versus Larry Flint. Oh, yeah, with Woody Harrelson and Courtney Love. Okay, so why is that your favorite biopic? Because he's not a guy that you really have a positive feeling for. You think he's a smart peddler, but it's kind of amazing how he kind of moved forward, uh, you know, the, the basically freedom of speech in uh, the printed page. And I thought it was great, and I just loved the the way he could uh, change your viewpoint on a person that you kind of just thought was kind of skeezy. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and how, how long ago did that come out, Holly? About 20 years ago. I was going to say. It was a 90s movie. Because I remember that, uh, I remember the movie. I also remember the man, right? Like, he used to show up on um, television quite frequently to talk about, like, the issues of the day. Mm-hmm. Um and he was a person that, you know, constantly sort of seemed like a thorn in the side of a lot of people, but yeah. clearly had a fascinating uh, personal story. So, again, uh, add that to the list. All right, Grant, who else do we have? That's it, actually. That's oh. all we have on the phone with If us. you guys are just joining us, by the way, uh, Holly, we are asking the question that you have posed for our audience. What is our favorite biopic? Do you have a favorite biopic, Holly? Or you probably have several. Well, I have several. One of them, well, my favorite biopic... And I didn't even think about it being a biopic until I thought about this conversation. It's Goodfellas. Oh, okay, tell tell us. Oh, I've never seen Goodfellas. Oh, now badly. that's oh. is that a is that a uh, is that a mob movie? Yeah, that's a mafia movie. So this is a movie that's based off of the story of a guy named Henry Hill who was involved in organized crime in the '60s and the '70s. This is a Martin Scorsese movie. Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci won an Oscar for his performance. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Bradley, I implore you to watch this movie. 
as soon as you possibly can. All right, I will do this. Goodfellas, do you know where I can watch it? Is it available online somewhere? Uh, I think you could probably rent it on the internet somewhere. Okay. Yeah, or it might be on HBO Max. It was maybe about a month ago, so I would check on that streaming service first. All right. Grant, uh, do you have a favorite biopic? Um... Gosh, I wasn't really thinking to be no, honest. That's okay. You but, don't have to think. But yeah, no. Um, we we do it. We yeah. don't think most days. So. Bradley, are you thinking? Yeah, you know, I was going. I, I cheated, and uh, feel free to jump in, Grant, if there are more people on the phone. Um, but the the only I was going through a list when I say I cheated. I was just going through a list of biopics, and you know, all of the sort of classics come up. But I'm like, oh, I don't know, like you know. Um, like everything from Catch Me If You Can, Amadeus, Lawrence of Arabia, Gandhi, you know, Goodfellas is actually on that list. But one that sort of popped out to me was The Pianist, um, which is such a good movie. And I have completely forgotten about it. And in fact, I Great own movie. it. It's on my um, it's on my DVD shelf. And um, I just remember being completely, you know, sucked into that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out probably what? 20 years ago. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like I'm really behind in my biopics. That's okay. But um, time and space, it's irrelevant, right? You know, but I you're mean, watching things, aren't you? Also, oh, of course. And also, I was going to say, I feel like more and more biopics are um, a part of our, you know, th- th- w- there are a lot more of them now yeah. than perhaps there were. I feel like every other movie is a biopic, mostly because they seem like good Oscar fodder. Oh, absolutely. So, because Oscars love to give. Awards for biopics, do they not? impersonation. Grant, who else do we got on the phone? We got Megan again. She has another one that she thought of that she oh, wanted to share. Oh, okay. Well, Megan, you will be our last word, honey. What's What did you want to add to the list? So, there's a, uh, a series called Time about Khalif Browder. I don't know if you've heard about that one, but it talks about he was a, um, a young man who was incarcerated over allegedly stealing a backpack and how he was... Um, in prison for many, many years um, because he wasn't able to pay, I think it was like a $300 bail. He couldn't get out of jail, and he spent time in solitary confinement, and it actually did a number on him. Um, it is amazing. It's powerful. It is hard to watch, but mm. it's important to watch. Awesome, and that's called Time. Time, And yep. do you remember where you were able to see that? Uh, on the Netflix. Okay, on the Netflix Thanks, Megan. Thank you, Megan. And thanks to all of you who joined the conversation for favorite biopics. I mean, we could talk about movies for days. And guess what, Holly? What? We're going to talk about some more movies when we come back. Our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes is Mm -hmm. not with us today. But you are going to talk to us all about some of the things that you're watching when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. All right. We still got more movies to talk about. Now, normally on the Colleen and Bradley show on Friday afternoons at just about this time, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies joins us. But he's not able to be here today. He'll be back with us next week. As, by the way, Colleen will be back on Monday. It's uh, myself, Bradley Trainer, Holly, and Grant today. Um, but we are going to talk about movies in this segment regardless. And that is because our good friend Holly... Hi, Halls. Hi. Uh, has watched some stuff of late and would like to tell us uh, what she's watching live. And uh, Grant, we do have a nice little tasty, delicious, here's what we're watching live uh, opener. You, you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Don't you, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's, here's What We're, we're 
watching live. Well, interestingly enough, Bradley, I do not have any major motion pictures to review for you today. Oh, One not the, movies, but TV. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, to me, it's all the it's same all the these same. days. Well, it's all on my TV. It's all on your TV. Well, yeah, everything's on your TV. Well, interestingly enough, noticing in that last segment when people were calling in for their favorite biopics, mm-hmm. we had some uh, docu-series and limited oh, yeah. series that were included in that and that totally shows a paradigm shift in how we consume uh our entertainments but this one is a new limited series that's available to us on netflix and it's actually based on a true story this is called the serpent okay tell me about the serpent what is this limited series experience first of all where am i you're on netflix okay all right so you're on netflix the serpent it's a limited series based on the crimes of serial killer Charles Sabraj. Oh, he mur- I don't know Charles Sabraj. Well, he is a very interesting fellow, Bradley. So he killed some people, and uh, this story is about that. So this takes place in the 1970s. So if you need some groovy 70s bell bottoms and aviator glasses in your life, this show, The Serpent, is going to completely deliver on that aesthetic. Well, he is a guy who was from France and hanging out in Southeast Asia, and he would take advantage of naive backpackers in that part of the world. Mm. He would befriend them. He would uh, have them come and party with him and hang out. And then, oops, he slipped some drugs into their drink, and then he would eventually kill them. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was pretty intense. I've never heard this story before. Is this a story you were familiar with before you started watching it? You know, I had no idea, Bradley, that uh, about any of these crimes, which is why the serpent was so fascinating. And and I was like, wow, how did I not know the story of Charles Sobrage before I watched this docu-series? And... Uh, uh, because he's a very fascinating guy. In fact, you know, reading about the serpent, one of the things that the filmmakers said is that they had to leave out certain biographical elements because they thought that viewers would think that they were too sensational to be believed. Like, oh. it, it, they were so outrageous that they were like, no, people aren't going to buy this if we put this in this uh, in this uh, TV show. Interesting. So it's that wild. You know, it is intense. And, you know, because Lori actually, she stopped me before I left one day. And this comes from uh, Lori Bargini from the Lori and Julia show. She's like, you got to watch The Serpent. And I was like, well, I'm not really into true crime. I'm not really into the whole mm, gratuitous violence thing. And, yeah. you know, there are violent moments in this, to be honest. However, I. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The story is compelling and you'll want to find out what happens 
with the serpent. So do you, um, obviously, you know, it's a fascinating uh, piece of history, but it must deliver on a, um, you know, creative sense as well, a storytelling sense. Yeah. um, Because it's, you know, it's uh, not... A documentary. So does it deliver on that as well? Yeah. You know, they use elements of 70s filmmaking to make it like it is in the time period. Uh, I will say maybe there's like an episode or two that gets a little slow and you have to ask yourself, well, where are we going with this? Is this just going to be gratuitous violence? But nonetheless, they get over that mid-series slump and then they deliver at the end. And how many episodes again? Eight? Eight. Okay. Eight episodes. So eight episodes. It's on Netflix. And I was just trolling through the Wikipedia page for it um, or wherever Google gets uh, its description of it. And I see that Jenna Coleman is in this, which, you know, ding, 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 sets off my uh, bells and whistles because Jenna Coleman, of course, an actress um, that I would know from a little thing called Doctor Who. Oh, who is she in Doctor Who? Well, she plays one of uh, Doctor Who's sidekicks. Well, fabulous. And so um, people would know her from that. I mean, she has a career beyond Doctor Who, of course. But for those of us who are obsessed with Doctor Who, um, that's perhaps would give you an additional reason to flip on over to uh, The Serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So from The Serpent, you know, the, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I am in need of a good fictional series. The only thing I seem to be watching lately... Uh, our reality shows, mostly of the HGTV and PBS variety. Uh, and I haven't watched a fictional series in a while. So uh, yeah. I feel like this might be... I, I honestly think the last one I watched was uh, the one about oh uh, the French detective novel. Lupin? Lupin. Lupin. Which was amazing. Yeah. So, you know what? If you if you need a fiction series to watch, eight episodes, The Serpent on Netflix, go ahead and binge that this weekend. All right. Thank you, Holly, for giving us our homework. When we come back, we got some crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things right here on My Talk 1071. Ah, dumb people doing dumb things. They do it all the time, which is a good thing, because otherwise here on the Colleen and Bradley Show daily uh, at this moment, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. We'd just sit here and you'd hear the sound of crickets. Colleen and Bradley Show. But you don't get crickets today, kids. No, you get a big, fresh crop of crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Right, Holly? Yeah. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in a state that looks like a giant... (laughs) The state of... Florida. And sometimes other places. Yeah. So where are we going first? First, we're going to Pennsylvania. All right. I don't think that's the right thing for Pennsylvania, well, but we'll go with it. For Pennsylvania crazy, stupid idiots it is. Okay. And I want to tell you about 37-year-old uh, Michael Holden, who is now facing multiple charges in connection with a break-in last Tuesday in Tyrone which is a borough of Pittsburgh. Don't you feel like boroughs are only on the East Coast? How come we didn't get boroughs on in the Midwest? And I feel like we need a city planning historian on this show. Thank you. Call what? us. But we're not probably going to take your call because we don't have time. Anyway, yeah. back to Michael Holden. So 
He broke into a home, is facing a bunch of charges. Well, Holly, that is not crazy, stupid, idiot worthy, correct? Correct. That's just idiot. Exactly. That's just <laughs> idiotic behavior. And generic criminal. idiotic behavior. That is the Archer Farm or not Archer Farms. What is the is it Archer Farms? What's the like target brand? Yes. No, it's called like Good and Gather. So this is like a Good and Gather. That that would just be a Good and Gather crazy stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. The name brand crazy stupid idiot needs to do something a little fancier. Uh, and by that we mean crazier. So you might wonder what that is, Holly. Well, what is it? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, um, yeah. Investigators allege that Mr. Holden entered the home of a 35-year-old victim after she had fallen asleep on her couch. Ew. Ew. Creepy. Gross. That is like my nightmare that somebody will be in my house while I am fully asleep. I will wake up and discover that they were there while I slept. Or no, that thank you. you wake up and they're hovering above you, Ooh, looking they're just at staring you. at you like my dog does. It's time to get up. Um... Mr. Holden stole $700 in cash, various bank cards. One other thing, and by one other thing, I mean other things that he stole to earn him crazy, stupid idiot status. Stole. Stole? Mm. Not stoled. Was it uh, a personal item? (gasps) A personal pleasure item? Oh my God, you are on fire today, Holly. Oh my gosh. Fire that thing up, Holly. You're right. Was it a schmildo? It was, well, it was uh, described as, quote, the woman's Schmex toys. Oh, that means it was plural. Yeah, Schmex toys, which, by the way, were valued at $160. Who did the math on that? I don't know, but I feel like that's (laughs) a lot. Either she had a lot of very inexpensive Schmex toys. No, that could just be one quality Schmex toy. Whoa, I am in the wrong business. I mean, if you can sell one quality Schmex toy. Yeah. Well, think about the ones that look like a lightsaber. (laughs) I don't. They have lightsaber ones? I mean, if you try hard enough, you can make anything into a Schmex toy. All right. So, um, creepily, the neighbor's surveillance cam recorded a man wearing glasses and a Pittsburgh Pirates cap entering the victim's home. He has had prior encounters. Ew. With this individual? Oh, or a just... cop who had prior encounters. I'm oh. like, oh my God, don't tell me it was someone she knew. Ew. No, anyway, he's apparently run afoul of the law before. And if you looked at a picture of this gentleman, you would be creeped to all get out that he was bebopping through her house. Oh, honey. Stealing her schmecks. Yeah. I was going to say, does this guy think nobody's going to recognize me if I'm wearing these glasses? No, honey, you got other identifying problems. He looks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Scaring me. Yeah. All right. What do you got for us? Uh, We're going to Peoria. Okay. What's going on? Peoria, Uh, Peoria, Illinois. Uh, We're going to a Walmart. Okay, what's going on at the Walmart? Um, uh, there were some things happening, and everybody could see the things that were happening at the Walmart in Peoria, Illinois, mm. because they were being streamed live streaming? on Facebook. Oh, no. This yeah. is the criminals were uh, streaming? Yeah. Uh, this would be a person named Tariq Lawson. Okay. And uh, Tariq, it was all on Facebook, wanted to show off. Went into the Walmart in Peoria, Illinois, 
with a handgun in his waistband while riding his motorized scooter inside the Walmart. Oh, God. What? Didn't we just do somebody, like, freewheeling inside a Walmart? Well, that wasn't an actual car, Bradley. Yeah. That was a crazy, stupid idiot story that Colleen brought to us where a guy drove through a Walmart in his car and then crashed the car in the booze aisle of a Walmart. No, this was just a motorized scooter. This was just a, one, a, a pleasure cruise, so to speak. Uh, but apparently, Tariq Lawson entered the Walmart on a motorized scooter with a handgun in his waistband. And then uh, there were two additional handguns on the tops of groceries where he was sitting. So he decided to leave them as a gift what? to Walmart. I no. don't know. Hun. He Yeah. Um, he couldn't have a gun, by the way, Bradley, because he had a prior felony conviction oh, look at that. and was on probation. And now as a result of his pleasure cruise on a motorized scooter that he put on Facebook Live, he is now going to I, jail. Like, on the one hand, I'm very happy that he was dumb enough to Facebook Live that experience, right? Yeah. Because he was then allowed to be caught. Right. Right. But also, like, why would you do that? Like, I feel like increasingly this is going to be like you almost are going to have to give like young people a heads up like, hey, if you rush to social media, be careful, because if you broadcast a crime, that is uh, that will be used in evidence against you. Yeah. Or as evidence against you in a court of law. You know, it's one of those things where the best way to keep a secret is to not tell anybody. Yeah, well, and that you, used to be. <laughs> and when way. you go on Facebook Live on your motorized scooter with the guns that you're not supposed to have, somebody is going to be paying attention to that. Yeah. So I don't feel like it's just the youth that need to know that story. Oh, yes. It's basically everybody. Every crazy, stupid idiot should know this. Yes. every This should be for crazy, <laughs> stupid idiots across the land. We really could do a consultant, a consulting firm for crazy, stupid idiots. Are you a crazy, stupid idiot? Have we got uh, tips for you? We've got tips and tricks on how to not get caught. Although I or feel how like to the, get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'd have to focus on how to get caught because yeah. I kind of feel like law enforcement, FBI, CIA, oh, well, unless we're going to go international, but um, Interpol, Interpol <laughs> might might be like, hey, knock knock, maybe you don't want to give criminals ideas. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. just we just tell you these stories, and you can do with the information what you will. Yeah. No, we're so, just we're a public service, yeah, frankly. But, we're really? a utility. That's right. Yes. Do we have another crazy stupid idiot? We do. Yay! And I want to take you this time to Arkansas, a frass, Arkansas as it's known, because uh, that's the name of the state. And I want to tell you about a man in Arkansas. He is a 33-year-old Cordell Coleman. And uh, he left jail recently at around 2.40 in the a.m. And uh, normally, that would be a good thing. Um, 2.40 in the morning, is that office hours? Is, is that <laughs> when usually people leave Well, a situation like that. So he had actually been released um, from custody following a public intoxication arrest a day earlier. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was just getting out like in the wee hours because I don't know, maybe it's like a 24 hour operation. Sure. And they're like, hey, your 24 hours is up. You are free to go. Well, it it, it appears that he was free to go. But there's a problem. Because this is crazy stupidity. It's if I just said a guy left jail, you'd be like, well, that's no fun. Well, but that's pretty garden variety. People leave jail all the time. Yeah. Was this person wearing pants? <laughs> he was. Okay. At le- well, actually, I cannot 
uh, verify that statement. Um, but I'm assuming the pants were not the issue because something else was totally an issue. Did the person steal a pen from the desk Worse. while he left? Oh, that has happened. We talked about that, I think, a week or two ago. Did this person steal a weapon? Uh, more, more dangerous. Well, uh, I shouldn't say more dangerous. More larger than a bread box. Larger than a bread box. A computer? Larger. Um, uh, mm, a toaster. Larger. A, I don't know. What's larger he than a toaster? He stole a police car. Oh. So according yeah. to investigators, 33-year-old Cordell Coleman drove away from the Pulaski County Jail at 2.48 a.m. in a marked Little Rock Police Department SUV. Oh, honey. Uh, as you would imagine, a police report notes that a surveillance camera recorded him entering the unlocked 2018 Ford Explorer, which apparently was parked near a jail sally port don't what, look at me to know what that means what is a jail sally port i mean i'm assuming that's just some kind of parking garage entity i mean a sally port a sally port bradley thanks for asking again we are an educational program so we will inform you a sally port is a secure controlled entryway to an enclosure like a fortification or a prison okay so somehow he was able to i mean i kind of feel like Maybe law enforcement shouldn't have had a vehicle. Anyway, the stolen vehicle had been driven to the jail. Oh, it was a stolen vehicle? (laughs) But I thought I said it was a... No, it was a marked Little Rock Police Department SUV. SUV. But then it says the stolen vehicle. Oh, because he stole it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm the crazy stupid idiot now. Hi, kids. It's Friday. Uh, the stolen vehicle had been driven to the jail by an officer who was assisting the booking of a prisoner. Quote, after completing the booking process, I returned to discover my patrol car had been taken. Well, it maybe had been taken because it had been left unlocked. So lesson number one, I'm not blaming the victim here, but maybe the law enforcement officer should have locked his vehicle. Number two, how was he able to get out of that Sally uh Sally Port? Sally Port? Port Sally? Uh, perhaps it was also open? Because if you're leaving a car unlocked, <laughs> yeah, you're, leaving you're probably just not really thinking that somebody's actually going to have the audacity to get in this car and drive it away. Investigators were quickly able to track the uh, vehicle because, of course, it had a tracking device to an, uh, an apartment complex about 10 miles from the jail where Mr. Coleman was found inside the vehicle. He uh, was rearrested and returned to the lockup. Oh. While Me- being handcuffed, a dash cam recorded a cop asking him, What kind of decision making are you doing tonight? To which his response was unintelligible. Oh, well, you know, looking at his mugshot, I think he's still trying to figure out the math <laughs> in his head on why he stole a police car I don't understand at why the I'm, police station. What's going on here? Oh what's God, the big deal? I was just leaving. Yeah, I mean, you told me to leave. You didn't say how. <laughs> I mean, the car was, the keys were in the ignition. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, crazy stupid idiots. Yet again, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Holly, when we come back, do we have a special guest joining us for the throwback live at 245? <laughs> oh, we sure do. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to play this game that we always play right at the end of our show here on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. One. 
The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.